Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Always delighted to welcome our next guest to the studio, uh, Roisin Meany, the author. Hello, Roisin. And, you know, earlier on, I, I was humming and hawing to myself, I suppose I can really describe you as a limerick author now. I know, I know there are other, but we really Tourney, adopted Tourney. you. Yes, I think I'm officially you. adopted at this I stage. I think too. you are. I think, and we're delighted to have you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I feel so loved in limerick. <laughs> um, and I saw in the library um, a couple of weeks ago that you continue to do that great reading for the kids that you're doing of books. Oh, I love it, Joe. I love it. Once a month. Yeah, I was on last Saturday. Where yeah, you? it was great. It was yeah, great. Great crowd. Great buzz. There is. Yeah, they love fabulous. it, don't they? They do. They love it. And yeah. I got two gorgeous presents just for no reason out of the blue. Beautiful bunch of flowers and a box of chocolates. Brilliant. Just, just for no reason. It was fab. We had the journalist and writer Miriam Mulcahy with us yesterday and she was talking about her own uh, book and she was doing a creative writing lecture at the University of Limerick yesterday as well. But she made a very interesting point and she said that there is a worry about children's books by Irish authors, that the market is under pressure from writers of children's books in the UK and the US, for example, coming in here, but our brilliant local writers of children's books not really getting the sales. They're not getting the sales. I saw that. that Sarah Webb, who does so much for children's writing in Ireland, flagged that up lately, that she went back through the bestseller lists of children's books and she had to go so far back to find Irish writers, which is very sad, really. So she is doing a wonderful uh, thing now. She's she's saying, if you like David Williams, then you might like so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. So she's not putting down any of the other ones, no. but she's just directing people to similar reads that are homegrown. Well, I mean, I love, you know, I mentioned the president's dog yesterday, but Peter Donnelly we had on the show and we have some great locally based children's writers as well and the Dead Zoo I know has been read in our house. And many, And do you know what's great about it? And yes, we read David Williams and read others as Mm -hmm. well. It's the Irish flavour. Yes, yeah, you know, yeah, the humor, the, the way we the speak, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. all of that, and yes. it just—I I think they're—they're they're great. Anyway, back to your book, your latest <laughs> book, the hardest working writer in the country, <laughs> uh, Roshi Meany, A Winter to Remember. And I note going through it that a lot of the chapters are named with people's names. Yes. Christine and Emily. Yeah, just to keep me focused. Really, it helps me as much as it helps the reader. There aren't too many characters in this one, I think. I think I might have made the mistake before of peopling it a little bit much, the story, and then the readers have to go back, flick back and say who was she again now and what has she got to do with him and that, but this one isn't too bad. What I've done with this one is I've gone back into two previous books and I've pulled characters out of the two books and put them together into the one story, just for the heck of it, to see what happens. So um, that's what I'm doing here. Do you know, it always fascinates me when people do that. Yes. So you created the characters originally. You mm-hmm. brought them and you've given them new life and new expression. Yes. And how does that work in your head? Do you know, I thought it would be very easy the first time I wrote a sequel, which was oh, years ago now. I wrote a sequel to a book I had set on an island, meaning it to be a one-off. And then somebody said, we should keep going with that. So I did. I thought it'd be much easier because you have all your characters. All you have to do is just keep talking about them. But actually, I found it a little bit harder because I think because you have to find fresh stuff, even fresher stuff maybe than normal when you're starting out with all new characters. You've got to just inject something extra into a sequel. That's how I felt it anyway. And it was kind of the same with this one. I was familiar with all my characters, but now 
I had to invent new scenarios for them and I had to put them with people that they hadn't been with before and just figure out how that went. And, and, and did you find that some of them hated each other? <laughs> Nobody actually hated well, mm, no, not exactly hated, no. But uh, yeah, there were some more challenging relationships than others. But sure, that's what makes the book interesting, I, I hope. Right. That, you know, they don't all get along, really, as okay. they should. And uh, my fault, I've jumped ahead a little bit. So what's a winter <laughs> to remember about by Roisin Meany? Yes, so it's set in the same town that the restaurant was set in. The restaurant came out about three years ago, and it featured Emily, who was the owner of the restaurant, and all the people in her life as she was running the restaurant. Now we're back in that scenario again, but now we have two characters who came out of the book club, which was, I think, the book that followed the restaurant, if I remember rightly. And they're now moved into the same town as Emily and her restaurant. And they're actually um, renting Emily's apartment, which is just above the restaurant, because now she's living with her current partner, who she got together with in the restaurant. So they're all kind of thrown together. And um, it's just really, it spans four months from September to Christmas Day. And it just goes through what happens to them, the good and the bad, and how they react, and how they hurt each other and help each other. And you know, life stuff, really. That, mm. That's what all my books are about, really. So, perfect Christmas reading. Then. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. Winter slash Christmas, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. wanted to get away from, um, you know, some of the madness of Christmas in your own home. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have too mad a Christmas in my home because there are no children in there and it's me and the cats, really. So it's it's a really quiet Christmas that mm. I have, yeah. But and, and tell me, you um, you wrote about an island. You said, didn't you, at one yes. stage, you were, you were fascinated by this island and again, was a product of your imagination. Well, loosely based on Valencia, which I had travelled to to kind of put my head in a new space while I was trying to come up with a new book. And the island location just grabbed me so much that I made that my location for the story. And that book turned into a series of four because I found I couldn't tear myself away from the island. I did, and I wrote different books in between the four books, but I kept going back to it. And I'm thinking that I might be going back again sometime ah, really? because people are always asking me, are you yeah. going to go back to Rune again? I called it a different name just in case I got into trouble with people of Valencia if I said <laughs> something wrong about the island. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, so, what's your... Pro- I mean, are you a one book at a time? You finish one and send it off to publishers, go through the process then you straight into the next one or do you give yourself some time or what? I, I, It seems like I go straight in because that one has just hit the shelves. Publication date was last Thursday and I'm just about to jump into the narrative of the next one. I've done the plot. But I suppose I've been tinkering with the plot for the last couple of months and trying to get it right and I think I finally, I'm finally happy enough with it that I can start. But I would, I would have about a month off. When I'm, I, I suppose I'd be thinking about it, but I wouldn't actually be doing much with it. Mm. I think if you're a jobbing writer, then, you know, you, d- you don't really let your head go too idle for too long because you're afraid you'll lose the habit Absolutely. or something. Yeah. And your brain is always kind of working away in the next. Yeah. yeah. And Marie and I were saying last week, it's great that, and this seems to be the first post pandemic year when we're back to what we would describe as normal with, you know, lots of great books being published and the opportunity to talk to very interesting people like yourself again, (laughs) you know, because we we missed it enormously. Oh God, we all missed it, yeah. It was such a surreal time and let's hope, hope and pray that it doesn't come back again. But it's wonderful to be going back into the real world. I suppose a little bit more carefully than we were before maybe and, you know, with the the awareness that COVID hasn't gone away, you know. Mm. But uh, at least we can get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Roisin, uh, widely available, as you say, in the bookstores, all the good good ones, O'Mahony's and Eason's and the whole and Eason's and the whole shebang and online and audio and whatever you're having yourself yeah it's it's available in every format 
Martin. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Well, I know I'm a very big fan in our house anyway of Roshi Meany's <laughs> books. Wonderful. Uh, only looking forward to the next one. So it is uh, here, right in my hand, A Winter <laughs> to Remember by Roisin Meany. And um, listen, have, have a great rest of the year. I, we might see you between now and Christmas. Thanks, Joe. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we look forward to the next Mighty Tome. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.